when it comes to neck injury, you always have to um, be aware of other injuries, uh, specifically uh, uh, the brain. Um, so I like to ask questions about headaches, um, you know, memory, um, you know, whether there's a feeling of nausea. Um, so these are all signs that if you don't ask, um, you may not be told by the patient because all they know is that they have neck pain. And um, as a physician, it's really my duty to make sure that I don't miss important things. The Concussion Center proudly presents Talking Heads, a podcast based on all things related to head injuries. This is not just a show about concussion. In this series, we take an in-depth look at the brain and its function, specifically after there is trauma. Hosted by Brent Jones, Antonio Walden, and Dr. Robert Allen, Talking Heads was created to give a realistic perspective to head injuries. So sit back, relax, and let us fill your head with brain knowledge. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Heads. Um, you have myself and Brent. Rob lost the bet, so he's pouting that he's Robin instead of Batman. How does it feel That's to right. win? Uh, I mean, like every day. I mean, it happens every day. So, I mean, you just get used to it after a while. Oh, man. Way to be humble. Way to be humble. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, me and Rob, we get the trade-off, so I'm excited to be here. Excited to have our guest on today. So, Dr. Uh, Dr. Obi, it's great to have you, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. Look, uh, we're obviously interested to learn a little bit more about uh, you. Our, our listeners are interested to hear a lot about you, too. Um, I won't take too much of the reins on this, Antonio, but we're pretty laid-back gentlemen here, as you can probably see. So, if you don't mind, tell us how you got started in, you know, your 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 profession, your title, everything, and a lot of the exciting things you're doing. And I know Antonio's got some questions teed up that we'll go through with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, thank you again, um, uh, Antonio and Brent. Um, my name is Dr. Obi Gunali. Um, I'm an orthopedic surgeon practicing here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I went to Stanford uh, for my undergrad where I majored in economics and biology, then went to Yale Med School. Um, and after Yale, I went to Columbia in New York where I did a biomechanics fellowship um, in shoulder and hand biomechanics. And then after that, finished my residency in orthopedic surgery. Um, after my orthopedic residency, I went to Boston where I did my fellowship at Harvard in upper extremity surgery. So my uh, subspecialty within orthopedics is shoulder, um, elbow, wrist, and hand surgery. So that's what I've been doing um, the last 15 years at Peachy Orthopedics. So Harvard, Yale, then Harvard? Uh, <laughs> Yale, uh, Columbia, then Harvard. I gotcha. Wow, the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's well, awesome. The real question is, were you bold enough to wear Yale paraphernalia at Harvard? Um, I don't think I did, to be honest with you. Probably kept those two separate. <laughs> smart man, smart man. Even, even, even bigger question, who yeah. do you cheer for when it comes to the cups? You know, so if you're talking, uh, well, pretty much any sport nowadays, but who do you cheer for? Do you have, a, is your heart set on one of them? Well, my um, blood runs Cardinal Red, Stanford. That's my undergrad. Uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's my uh, allegiance. <laughs> yeah, I love, it. I love and, it. Um, appreciate that introduction, Dr. Obi. Um, 
neither one of us could have given a better introduction than, than what you gave yourself. But I did see something I wanted to ask you about. So I just saw that you were named the Castle Connolly Top Doctor for 2021. Yes. Wow, congrats. Yeah, Thank tell you. me a little Thank bit about that. What is that criteria? Um, how did you get to be that, get to that prestigious honor? Yeah, so Castle Connolly uh, gets, um, you know, surveys all doctors around the country and, you know, basically wants to find out if they were patients themselves, who would they choose to treat them? And so it's a um, ranking based on um, our fellow physicians. And um, I've been fortunate uh, to have been named um, top doctor here in Atlanta for the past uh, five years in a row. So, awesome. it's, yeah, it's a total honor because, you know, these are my colleagues and, um, and they have seen what I've done for our community. And uh, so it's a true honor to, to receive, receive that um, award once more this year. Oh, congrats, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, well, let's jump into it. Um, yeah. Welcome to Talking Heads, Dr. Obi. Um, what we do here is we try to shed as much light as we can on head injuries and all the aspects of head injuries. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize is how closely related head injuries, TBIs, are to orthopedics um, and how much crossover there are. So when we were thinking about this show, of course, the name was one at the top of the list of a um, professional physician we wanted to sit with us and walk us through these um, overlaps. So I know the number one thing that gets people to an orthopedist is neck pain and whiplash. So walk us through um, what you see if someone comes in with a neck pain and um, how do you treat it and when do you determine if it may be a little bit more than just regular whiplash? Yeah, so um, in treating um, any kind of trauma, whether it's uh, sports-related trauma, um, automobile-related trauma, slip and fall, or any of those things, um, when it comes to neck injury, you always have to um, be aware of other injuries, uh, specifically uh, uh, the brain. Um, so I like to ask questions about headaches, um, you know, memory, um, you know, whether there's a feeling of nausea. Um, so these are all signs that if you don't ask, um, you may not be told by the patient because all they know is that they have neck pain. And um, as a physician, it's really my duty to make sure that I don't miss important things. And frankly, some of these um, uh, neck and, and uh, head injuries are more, have become more prevalent, especially since the pandemic. You know, you in a city like Atlanta, you know, with decreased volume of vehicles and, you know, folks driving much faster than what they used to, sometimes, you know, these accidents are a lot more um, traumatic than what they used to. So I, I'm, I see a lot more now uh, than I used to in the past. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I actually didn't think of it from that perspective. Even though there are less cars on the road, that means there's less congestion and more, probably a little bit more severe car wrecks, which in turn, uh, you know, warrant more intense, uh, you know, intense injuries potentially. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Doc, um, in writing your wheelhouse, um, we've seen a couple clients come through the concussion center um, and they're complaining of tingling or sensations running down their arms. 
Right. And of course they came to us first for TBI, but up until that point, I had never really even correlated tingling in the arms or any of your other extremities with maybe a TBI. Um, talk to us a little bit about how that comes to be and um, the importance of diagnosing that um, symptom correctly. Yeah, so um, not all tingling in the arm is from a peripheral nerve injury. As an upper extremity surgeon, um, I treat nerve compressions, things like carpal tunnels and cubital tunnel syndrome. So that's usually my go-to. Um, once those diagnoses start to not pan out, then you have to start to think that there could be something more central. Um, you know, one is in the neck, and then beyond that is, um, is the brain. And the brain controls everything throughout the body. And, um, and a lot of times, you know, these numbness and tingling sensations, especially with some of these symptoms I've mentioned earlier, in combination should um, um, basically arouse a physician's um, instincts about referring them to neurologists that may be more appropriate to have uh, further diagnostics to pick out uh, a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And on our end too, so it's, you bring up some great points there on our end too, what, you know, vice versa, because we do get some, uh, you know, patients that are sent to us and maybe haven't made it to orthopedic. And because we, our, our neurologist does a complete cervical evaluation, that's where we understand, okay, these are patients that need to get over to someone in your specialty because they're having, you know, symptoms that we don't, uh, you know, that aren't, aren't, you know, necessarily in our wheelhouse and are treated at a concussion center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I mean, that's really what medicine is about. It's, um, you know, everyone working together and figuring out what uh, presents to your office that belongs to another uh, specialty or subspecialty. Um, because if you operate, you know, within um, just your spe you know, specific area, you can miss a lot of things and patients are not maximally served uh, by our healthcare system um, if that happens. Yeah, we, we've, you know, it's funny in doing what we, we've done and building the center, um, we've, we've commonly used the, the terminology uh, um, really kind of uh, underdiagnosed. So not misdiagnosed as in it was incorrect. Underdiagnosed is just the light hasn't been shed as much onto, um, onto the head injury. Um, and I was just curious, I had a question, just curious about what your uh, you know, what your opinion would be on that and why that would potentially could have been in the past and hopefully not in the future where people are actually starting to look more into head injury. I just want to get your opinion on why you think people are, are starting to shine a little bit more of a light on it. Well, I, I, is the funny thing is that, you know, uh, sports is uh, a big part of our culture. Yeah. And, and sports seems to always shed light on things. And I think <laughs> with people realizing uh, the effects of concussion on football players, for example, and the effects on the brain. It, folks are, real, have, are realizing that things that we used to take for granted before and say, oh yeah, just get back in there and, uh, and, and continue playing, um, that those uh, repeated um, head, head injuries end up being significant in the future. And I think yeah. that's part of why and, you know, now people are paying more attention to head injuries because they could have significant um, effects on folks uh, down the line. And I think even within healthcare, you know, most people didn't really pay uh, a lot of attention to head injuries in the past. And now folks are paying 
more attention because this is um, something that can be missed and could be very significant in the future, um, if not treated um, appropriately um, initially. Yeah, I completely agree. I, and that was almost also my kind of, you know, opinion on it, if you know, take it for what you will. But I, I completely agree that the light's been shed on it more used to if there was, you know, someone who had some issues, I feel like they would, or, or, uh, you know, may have moved on there, there's been, well, he, you know, he or she had depression. Well, why did they have depression if they weren't depressed prior to, right? And then that, now they're starting to tie a lot of these reasons back into, you know, some of these injuries that have, that have happened over time and just compounded on top of each other. Um, I mean, you've got, we joked about this the other day, you got Ronnie Lott, who back in the 80s cut the tip of his finger off during the middle of the halftime of a football game to go out and play anymore. Um, luckily, we don't have people out there doing that kind of thing anymore. Um, and people are finally starting to say, well, we should probably look into this a little bit more, a uh, little bit more in depth here. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't think you I don't think you'll see that in the 2021 NFL season this year. <laughs> no, no, you will not see that for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, Dr. Obi, last question I had for you until we um, move on to the next part of this was, um, like you mentioned earlier, it's, it's holistically, we have to make sure that we are servicing a person in every aspect of their injury. Um, do you see any, um, I guess, correlation with if a brain injury is not treated correctly, does that affect the healing of any other parts of the body? Well, I mean, I think Brent just kind of alluded to that. Um, the person's whole self will determine to what extent any treatment um, is effective. For example, if someone is depressed um, because of a brain injury, um, if someone um, has you know, um, physical problems that does not allow them to rehab appropriately, all those things will have an effect on um, how effective my treatment of the upper extremity is. So this is why uh, the brain is the big center um, of our individual universe is, you know, it controls everything. And so um, we really have to make sure that, you know, serious problems are not missed because they could have um, impact not only person's brain, but other parts of the body that um, are injured that need to uh, be properly rehabbed in order to to get better. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, and that question was actually a segue. See how great of a host I am. That's right. Hey, Steve, Steve Harvey, watch out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think you may have uh, something yeah. in the future here. <laughs> family, family feud. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, in, in keeping with that holistic approach, Dr. Obi, you came up with a concept here. I'm not entirely sure how many years ago, but in the last couple of years, it's really taken off and came to fruition. Um, the entity known as MedTransGo, where you essentially provide transportation for individuals to get to and from appointments because if they can't get to treatment, how are they going to get better? If they can't get home where they're comfortable, how are they going to rehab effectively? And also you have a translation component of it. And I'm quite sure some other components that I don't know anything about yet. Um, so if you could just give us a breakdown of MedTransGo, how's it been beneficial? What kind of feedback have you seen in the market? And um, any, any scoops of where you plan to go next with it would be awesome. 
Yeah, well, thank you, um, Antonio, for asking uh, that question. Well, first of all, um, um, I am so busy that I don't really have a lot of hobbies that I do in my extra time. My extra time, my hobby is um, MedTrans Go. Um, I, um, first of all, I went to, when I went to Stanford, my major was in economics and biology. So I've always had two, you know, sided brain. One is medicine and one is um, um, economics and business. Um, so MedTransGo started as um, a real, after I had an experience six years ago that uh, led me to um, experience cancellations. I had two back-to-back -back surgeries that canceled. They ended up uh, costing me, my surgery center, anesthesia, and everyone involved um, a significant amount of money. I'll just put it that way. Um, <laughs> it's so much that it was very, very upsetting to me. Uh, led me to research the problem and realize that cancellations cost the whole healthcare industry over $150 billion a year. Okay. Yep. Um, my surgeries were extremely surgeries, not you know, life-threatening or anything like that, but that also led me to realize that you know, those cancellations could affect people long-term if they were for um, injuries that could have you know, really significant problems down the line. You know, let's say someone missed an appointment to see a cardiologist for high blood pressure and ended up next week having a heart attack. You know, so it made me realize that cancellations cost the healthcare industry so much more um, that I, I needed to do something about it. And having gone to Stanford and having uh, um, friends who helped start um, technology companies, I had a network that I could tap into to help me figure out how to approach this thing. That's how we ended up forming uh, MedTransGo, which is a healthcare patient management optimi optimization platform that allows us to use vetted transportation providers, um, foreign language interpreters, uh, telemedicine platform and medication delivery uh, folks to help make sure that cancellations don't occur. And if they do occur, there's a telemedicine involved that can help doctors see their patients at home or at work, wherever they may be. And then medication delivery or medical equipment delivery people that can then deliver stuff to them so that we can minimize those cancellations and more importantly, the effect of cancellations on those uh, folks. So in essence, MedTransGo is not necessarily a transportation company or interpretation company, is a cancellation solution that uses vetted um, folks to make sure that we match patients with the right level of service. You know, we have folk, ambulance drivers, we have non-emergency medical transportation folks in our platform. And we're actually now working to um, offer first responders that may be retired or during their off time to help us drive because we have a very stringent criteria for people who drive our patients. They have to meet a very stringent 10 point criteria. So this is really my passion because I wanna make sure that people who um, are supposed to be somewhere to get medical care, get it. And we actually ended up finding out that the folks who end up getting canceled are people in rural communities, people in underserved communities, uh, women who are single, um, you know, poor people. So, so we didn't set out to solve a problem with socioeconomic ramifications, but we end up realizing that when you look at the statistics, people who end up canceling are the people who actually need the medical care the most. So yep. um, it's really become a passion for me. 
Uh, sorry to be long-winded, but once you ask oh, me a question no. about MedTransGo, be prepared to listen because <laughs> I can go on and on and on forever about this. <laughs> no, it's great. Great information, yeah. and it's yeah. enlightening. I didn't realize you guys do prescription delivery and, and medical device delivery. So you guys delivering, are you guys refueling oxygen and delivering? Are you doing some of those uh, types of items too? Yeah. So basically, if a doctor sees a patient on telemedicine, similar to what we're doing now, uh, and they say, hey, you know, you need X, Y, and Z. They just go on, log in, and um, let us know where to go pick it up. And our drivers will go pick it up and drop it off to uh, the patient's house. And we have a uh, proprietary technology that we use to make sure that it's confirmed. And it's no touch, meaning that uh, the patient is confirmed digitally. Um, the prescription is dropped off in front of their house so they can get it um, as soon as they need it. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Well, I can tell you with 100% confidence, the concussion center is used quite frequently. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite frequently. Uh, we actually had, I would be lying if I told you her name, but we, uh, we seem to have a, a nice young lady who comes over pretty frequently now and is almost part of the team there when she comes in house <laughs> to do our interpretations. So thank wow. you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. We are expanding. Um, we're now in 10 states and um, expanding. Um, recently, we were um, um, uh, we, we were chosen by Morgan Stanley to participate in our fundraising round. So Morgan Stanley um, is now uh, leading our uh, fundraising round because they've seen what we're doing, the impact that we're having, and uh, they see the uh, financial um, possibilities. So uh, we're really, really excited about the, uh, the future. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. That is great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I promise you we wouldn't hold you long. I appreciate you coming by and imparting your knowledge into this space. Um, as you can tell, we're passionate about head injuries, concussions, neurology. Um, and as you already know, we just want to make sure that we can educate as many people as we can in as many different ways as we can and uh, make sure that we are providing a service that is just as beneficial as the other great providers like yourself that, that occupy this space as well. Um, Brent, do you have any final thoughts? Nope, I'm good. My end, I just appreciate it. It's nice to have you, uh, have you, Doctor. But I know we uh, get to you know see each other a decent amount outside this world, uh, the podcast world. So thank you so much for everything you do, and thank you again for MedTransGo and all the uh, help that you uh, have provided to uh, you know to our patients. Well, thank you guys for inviting me. And again, thank you for the work you're doing for your patients. It's a very important work. And um, please feel free to contact me anytime. Yeah, we definitely will. All right. Um, and right on, on in line with your point earlier, Dr. Ogle, where you said sports shines a light and leads the way in a lot of areas. I just got an alert that the NBA is looking into doing outside games. Wow. Really? That's amazing. Oh, they, did, they did a game on an aircraft carrier a few years ago. That was college yeah. basketball game, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, think about it, though. Many of us grew up. Where did we grow up playing? Outside. Yeah. yeah. We just forgot about it when we got to be adults and got an economic and business degree. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see what that leads to. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, I appreciate your time. Um, Thank you. I will let you both run. And until the next time, people, take care of your heads. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Talking Heads. This podcast has been brought to you by the Concussion Center. We appreciate the opportunity to fill your brain with some new information regarding head injuries. If you have any additional topics you would like us to cover, please reach out to us on our various social media platforms at the Concussion Center or hit us up on our website at concussionctr.com.